We've been talking for a few weeks about how important it is to seek after God and what happens when we do. Well, this week we're on the practical end of the spectrum and we're talking about how to seek God. So if you know others that would be encouraged thinking and praying through that topic, how to seek God, this would be a great time to share this broadcast. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 88. We're nearing 100, but today we're in 88. And let's pray together about how that we are to be seeking after God. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of what we call worship prayer. We're praying through the names of God, and this week we have another compound name, Jehovah Sabaoth. I practiced this this morning. I did it wrong on Monday, and I thought I was going to get it, but it's Jehovah Sabaoth. And this intro into our verses today is almost the same thing that I used on Monday. So if you listened into that episode, this is going to be a little bit old news, but repetition is always good when we're learning things. And I'm sure the prayer will wind up being totally different than what it was on Monday. So this name, Jehovah Sabaoth, Sabaoth, all right, I'm not even going to try and say it again. This name tells us of the majesty and the power and the authority of God, and it shows that he is able to do absolutely whatever he wants to accomplish. Jehovah, or probably more properly Yahweh Sabaoth, literally means the Lord of hosts or the Lord of armies. Hosts is a word for hordes or lots and lots and lots or all the huge group of both angels and men. He is Lord of the host of heaven, and he is Lord of every inhabitant of earth. It's also translated as armies, so he is the ultimate commander-in-chief in authority over all men. A Lord of hosts and their related names, like Lord God of hosts, you might see, or God of hosts, occurs over 270 times in the New American Standard Old Testament, which makes it the most frequent compound name for God in the Old Testament. Most often we see it in the prophets like Isaiah. I just want to throw a note in there for those of you who read the NIV. If you happen to keep an eye out for this name of God, you won't find it because the translators of NIV chose to substitute the name Lord Almighty for the Lord of hosts. And some people think that's a little bit less accurate, but it also creates some confusion with the name that we looked at last week, which was El Shaddai or God Almighty. So Lord Almighty and God Almighty are kind of easy to get mixed up. All that information was kind of the same as we went over on Monday, but let's think about it this way. Have you ever felt like you are facing an insurmountable obstacle or you are up against something that you have no hope of winning against, overwhelmed or powerless in your own life circumstances? Well, this is a name that will bring comfort and encouragement to you in those kinds of situations. You can always run to the strong tower of Jehovah Sabaoth, <laughs> of the Lord of armies, right? Of the Lord of armies and cry out to the Lord of hosts. So here are our verses for this morning that we're going to pray through. The first is Isaiah 44, 6, and it says, This is what the Lord, the King of Israel and its Redeemer, the Lord of armies, says, I am the first and I am the last. There is no God but me. And Psalm 46, 7 says, The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. So 
without any more talking, let's just jump right into prayer because that's what we're supposed to be doing here. Father, you are the Lord of armies. You are the authority over all of the armies of heaven and all of the people of earth. And we honor you today for that. You are the King of Israel and its Redeemer, and you are the Lord of armies. You are the first and you are the last. There is no God aside from you. You are with us. You are our stronghold. And I love that I can speak these words in worship of you. I don't have to add to it. There is so much there that honors you for who you are. And I want to do that this morning as we walk through this time of prayer together, not only in this worship section, but also throughout the rest of this time that we're with you here. I want to honor you as in authority over all things, every single thing that I am aware of that is created, that I am in contact with day in and day out. You are in authority over it. You are the Lord of armies. There is no one like you. In Jesus' name, amen. I always need to take a deep breath after that before I jump into the next section. And I feel like there need, I need to have some kind of transition more than I have now. So sorry. It's always, it feels like a hard break to me after I come out of prayer and go right into the next one. But that's where we're at. In the last few weeks, we've talked about why... We should be seeking God. And we learn that when we do, we absolutely find him because he promises that when we seek him according to the way he directs, he will be found. Last week, we talked about all of the extras, the bonuses that we get for seeking after God because his presence is more than enough. But he gives us all of these other things along with that. And this week, we're looking at the practical side, the how-to. And today, we have a passage from Isaiah It is Isaiah 55, verses 6 and 7, and it says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That's our verses for this morning, and let's go ahead and pray through those. Father, we've learned a lot together this week, and you have taught us a lot about the whole idea of what it means and how we're supposed to seek you. As we look at this verse, there's a lot that we can pull out from it, and I'm so grateful for your word. I'm so grateful that we aren't guessing, that you put in Scripture so much truth for us and so much guidance for us and so many explicit instructions for us. Pray that my heart would lean towards those instructions in obedience. It's very easy for humans to become rebellious and think that certain instructions are more important than others. But we need to obey your whole law, and I pray that my heart would be inclined to do that, that I would run to you in obedience, and I pray that for all my friends listening as well. We are to seek you. That is not an optional agenda item on our to-do list that we can just keep putting off. You tell us, over and over in scripture that we are to seek you and your face. And so we're doing that this week. Help us to continue to do that. Teach us what it means in each one of our own lives to seek you in the ways that we are talking about this week. You tell us to call upon you. We should be talking to you. Our prayer life should be relational and it should be rich and we should be there all the time. It should be an ongoing conversation, not a once a week thing when we run into trouble. 
So teach us to do that. Teach us to have an ongoing, constant dialogue with you where we are not only speaking, but listening and hearing and responding as well. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, you say. Probably all of us listening don't think of ourselves as wicked, but certainly we do wicked things because we all do. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. And I ask you right now to speak to each one of our hearts and tell us about the ways that we each individually are doing wicked things. Where are we listening to things we shouldn't listen to? Where are we speaking things that we should not be saying? Where have our hearts become hardened? Where do we have pride seeking into our life? Where are we gossiping? Who do we have a wrong relationship with? With all of the things that we should be doing and not doing, and the posture of our heart that we should and shouldn't have, there certainly are things in each of our lives that we are acting, thinking, harboring wicked things. And I pray that you would do surgery on our hearts and remove those things. Call us, draw us to righteousness. Give us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness in our life. Pray that we would have hearts that would be quick to repent, not just to apologize, but to truly repent and turn away from the things that we need to be turning away from. Give us mouths and practices where we are confessing is not something that is stressed in the evangelical church. And I pray that we would learn what it means on a personal level to practice confession continually in obedience and under the authority of the Lord of armies. Help us to return to you in any way that we have wandered off, whether it's just in our thoughts or whether it's in a step or whether we're way down the wrong path. Help us return to you. Put people in our lives, situations in our lives, things in our hearts and our minds that remind us that we're on the path. Show us the, the wrongness of whatever step that we've taken. I guess the theme this morning is repentance. That was not at all what I anticipated. But I guess I would ask you to humble our heart in repentance in any ways that you think that we need to come back to you, that we need to return to you and have compassion on us because you will abundantly pardon us. I pray that you do that. I pray for us to find freedom and forgiveness, and a fresh start every moment of every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Another deep breath. Thank you guys for joining me today. I truly appreciate your presence here with me. If you're watching this on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you find it helpful, we're here every Monday and Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. So I would love it if you would come back next week on Monday and bring a friend. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for subscribing and sharing it with a friend will allow more people to join with us in prayer, which is always, always a good thing, right? Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. And my heart is that as we pray together twice a week, that you would grow in your prayer life and I would grow in my prayer life and that God would speak and use these prayers to direct your heart in your circumstances and mine in my circumstances. But most of all, my real heart, my real prayer is that you will fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.